My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowland, joined by Dan White, and today it is the WNR 250, a huge show, I can't believe it Dan, 250 episodes, do you ever think we'd get to this point? I honestly didn't think we'd get to this point, and I honestly thought we'd get here if we was to with Jared or Dwayne. <laughs> I know, can you believe the people we've lost along the way, and the fans and the listeners that we've gained, a big thank you to everybody that's made the WNR podcast a success for the last 250 episodes. But before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. And I won't let you down. I will not give you up. You're going to have some faith in the sound. It's the one good thing that we've got. I won't let you down. So please don't give us up. Because I would really, really love to stick around. Oh yeah. I think there's something you should know. I think it's time I told you so. There's something deep inside of me. There's someone else I've got to be. Take back your picture in a frame. Take back your singing in the rain. I just hope you understand. Sometimes the clothes do not make the man. Now is take these lies and make them true somehow. All we have to see is that I don't belong to you and we don't belong to the WWE. It's freedom. We won't let you down. So please don't give us up. The WNR podcast has been here for 250 episodes and we hope for 250 more. That's the alternate intro. Now, Dan... The ruin. For over 250 episodes, we have brought you the best from the WWE Network and watched WWE religiously. Like this, we always look back at what we have done. More importantly, on the show, we are looking towards the future. We've talked about changes, and now it's happening. Every week, we'll bring you the latest news and results from SmackDown Live and Dynamite. Rest assured, our live shows will stay intact. We will detail all the changes in a bit, but that's not all. No, over 200 episodes ago, we had the WNR 50, which we picked the 50 greatest wrestlers of all time. Today, we'll bring you the top 50 wrestlers since the podcast. It's impact since 2015, May 4th, to be precise. Well, we'll find that out later, but first, let's start with Helen Cell. Yeah, well, let's fuck kick off, and the first match was uh, Becky versus Banks. We should say that is another one of these changes. If there's a pay-per-view coming up, that we just don't fancy, like WWE didn't fancy Hen Cell, then we will just abort it. There's no point wasting time on it. Uh, first of all, most... Well, I'd just like to say that we are pro-abortion. <laughs> yeah, we When are, it we comes are. to aborting things from the podcast, political views no. on abortions. But uh, we're talking about Hen Cell, and Dan, did you watch the Hen Cell event? In a word, no. <laughs> In a word, no. But I did. I watched a brief uh, bits and pieces. But, of course, uh, the first match was Becky versus Banks. We'll do predictions. Dan, just explain for predictions for everybody who's never ever heard us before. 
Well, if you've never heard us before, welcome to the WNR podcast. Um, and for everyone else, you could just sit along with me. We have three prediction leagues. We have the WWE pay-per-views, we have the news, and we have a bonus prediction league. I'm not going to go into the scores because, in my, in my case, they're really awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, we don't want to talk about it, but we are level for NXT takeovers. So that is, that is one good thing. And, of course, at the end of the year, we do the year-end predictions. So there's still a lot of time for Dan to pull this back. Uh, so prediction-wise, uh, Dan, who have you gone for in the first match? That was uh, Lynch versus Banks. I went for and knew women's Cher Banks. You went Sasha Banks. I went Becky Lynch uh, in the first match. There's a couple of cool spots in it. The crowd were really into it, but the commentators were awful. And I tell you what, Vic Joseph is sounding more like Michael Cole as the day goes on. You know that. Uh, yeah, and there, there was a few This Is Awesome chants throughout the match, though, so the fans were starting to get into it a bit more. Yeah, the finisher came with a exploder on the chairs from the second ropes, a disarmer, and Banks tapped. But there was a couple of really cool spots in this match. Uh, I gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Uh, and like I said, I get the point for that as well. So at the moment, Hell in a Cell, it's 1-0 to me. Uh, next match is the Tornado Tag Team match, Eric Rowan. And Luke Harper versus uh, Brian and Reigns. And I went for Harper and Rowan in this one. I went for Brains. We went for Brains. <laughs> so uh, the Hills were on top early in this. Yeah. Reigns running across the announce table to Spear Rowan, which is quite a cool spot in the match. And then the running knee and Spear combo for the win. So, you know, it was it was good. Daniel Bryan, a face again? Yeah. Question mark? Well, this is weird. They hugged it out as well. And I, I and this is why I went uh, Harper and Rowan a little bit. Because I thought there might be a bit of a miscommunication. Maybe a missed knee or a spear. Uh, but obviously it looked like they're going for Bryan as a kind of face at the moment. Means prediction-wise it's one all now as well. So quite good. Uh, and then they uh, we had Orton versus uh, Ali. And this, of course, wasn't advertised. Uh, so we didn't do predictions for this, but there was one good spot. Uh, we, I've, you, I've obviously seen the meme by now. It's the RKO count. What did you think? Because you love the RKO. I do like the RKO. And one thing I like as much as an RKO is an RKO counter or an innovative way of getting the RKO on. Um, yeah, he kind of put his arms out just before the ground and kind of bounced out of it, really, yeah, yeah. which was very impressive. From, um, but on, on top, I mean, you know, there's only one winner in this match, isn't there? I, I think so. I think it was definitely a filler match, but Ali did well. Even Orton seemed impressed in the end. Uh, Ali rolled through, you know, when he uh, does the the roll into the kind of X Factor. Orton caught with the RKO there, so that was quite nice to see. Uh, I got just basic three out of five. Women's tag team match again, not bad. Uh, it was Oscar, the Kabuki Warriors, Oscar. Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> Oscar and Kari Sane versus Nikki Cross and... Um, your favourite, Alexa Bliss. Yes, and uh, the finish came with Oscar using the mist. Is that just because every Asian heel has to use it? Yeah. I, guess, I don't know if she was late to the jury or, you know, great mooter, but yeah, I suppose so. And I guess they uh, kind of turned heel a little bit in that one. Again, not a bad match. Uh, I skipped forward then to the women's Smack D- SmackDown title match because uh, you, you had Gable and Corbin in there. I just didn't think it was worth my time. In a Another match, match between them two. Yeah, exactly. It just felt a bit too much. Uh, but interested in the Charlotte... Uh, Prediction-wise, Dan, who did you go for in Charlotte Bailey? I went for Charlotte Flair. And I went Bailey in this one. Uh, and unfortunately for me, Bailey tapped out, making Charlotte a 10-time champion. And that brings it to 2-1, I believe. Two, okay, we'll get on to predictions. And I'm All just right. saying, it's a, Charlotte getting over to add more reigns to her title 
Uh, it is all about uh, her dad's thing. It's an okay match. Boss and Hug had a bad match, and I had a bad a bad night. Even I had a bad night. Like I said, it's two one to you now, as well. Um, right, and then the main event, and I watched this in its entirety. Well, you did message me saying, "Did I watch Hell in a Cell?" I said no, but I did say to you, the main event is worth a watch because of what the fuck happened. And I mean, my God, it was uh, it was pretty pretty fucked up. But red light made no sense, right? Because we've seen the Fiend fight before. There was a red light over it. If, if like Kane, when he had debuted and then afterwards his first match would have been red light, that would have been more understandable. But to just have that gimmick, and especially when you didn't have it in the first match of the night in the women's head in the cell, so you can't say it added to that either. And with the red cell, you know what I'm like with cell matches. I'm not like an old man, but my eyes, you know, get a bit doing red light. I could hardly see fuck all. You know, I was like I was straining at the TV. Going, What's going on here then, you know? Um, Kendo stick had no effect to the fiend. And he got through, put through the table, but with no effect. Yes, then there was a curb stomp. Again, no effect. Followed by a sister, sister Abigail, then a kick out. Oh. And then this is when it went ridiculous, believe it or not. Uh, the Fiend got a Harley Quinn mallet. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Seth Rollins curb stomped him on the mallet and then hit another three stomps. And the crowd just started booing this straight away. Then they start... Booing and then chanting AEW and then refund. Yeah, that was they. They started booing at this point and then continued for like the next fifteen minutes. It was it was really surprising. Bray just got straight back up, hit got hit with a pedigree and a stomp, but only a one count. One, five more stomps, a chair shot to the head, and only a one. <laughs> only a one count for all of that. And then a ladder to the chair on the face. Yeah, only a two. Two. And then a toolbox on the ladder on the chair. And then the crowd start booing. Yes. But the ending of the match saw Rollins using a sledgehammer to bash Watt in the head while he was buried under a pile of weapons in the middle of the ring. Well, the Universal Champion then delivered more than a dozen stomps and super kicks to the Fiend, but they weren't enough to get the job done as he was able to bounce up and apply the Mandible Claw and the Sister Abigail. The Claw was then applied this time... Complete with blood, the fans had already made their voices heard and continued to do so as the show went off the air. Um, fans at the Golden One Centre in Sacramento could be heard booing and chanting AEW, refund and bullshit after Hell in a Cell went off the air to express their anger and disappointment with the quality of the show they had paid to watch. Yeah, it didn't help that after AEW smashed NXT in the ratings on Wednesday night and SmackDown failed the show, all the legends which were advertised, WWE really needed to do Hell in a Cell to repay the fans of their support. They did not. They failed to properly advertise the show. They failed to deliver in the matches on the show. They got reaction from the fans, which they deserve. Yeah, so a complete disaster. Uh, but match of the night, I'm going to say both of our matches of the night. <laughs> um, with the predictions as well. Who did you go for in uh, Hell in a Cell? Oh, shit, we did Universal do predictions. Yeah, uh, I went Fiend. I went Fiend. Oh, okay. So, f- well, we'll get to that in a sec. So that means, Dan, you've got the pay-per-view point for Hell in a Cell. So there you go. You're back in the game now. It means pay-per-view points, if I've got it here somewhere. It is now 9-5. So, you're back in the game. You're back in the game after Hell in a Cell. A match of the night for both of us, I'm going to say, it was Banks versus uh, Becky Lynch and Hell in a Cell. And the rating, pay-per-view, I am going to give it a seven and a half. Uh, it was a complete clusterfuck, that uh, main event. You well, know? can I just say with the main event, right? You're carrying the stomp, which, let's not forget, it put down Brock Lesnar after, what, three or four of them? Yeah, I think it was about four of them, yeah. Um, you know, so 
you're basically saying the fiend is the strongest thing that's ever fucking lived. Which, yeah, you know, building up a character, but everyone knows it's Bray Wyatt under that mask. So come on, look, Bray Wyatt. I think I think the thing is though is that the crowd were desperate for the fiend to to win the universal title, and I think when knew that weren't going to happen, they they started turning on the crowd. We've I've talked about Seth Rollins, and I said when it would happen, when the fans would start turning against him, it is already happening now as well. You know he's not cool anymore, uh, and I think you play into that, and I think WWE who are not going to do a finish at a pay per view, it's a slap in the face for for everybody who who watched three hours and fifteen minutes of that. To not get a proper finish. And after all this thing of kind of delivering when it should. Don't give us that match then. Change it up a little bit, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, again, with the finish. Am I correct in saying that inside Hell in a Cell, anything goes? Yeah. Anything, that, yeah. And, uh, well, I believe like the WWE have released a statement saying it was due to referee stoppage after the hit to the head with the sledgehammer. Yeah. He decided to say, look, you know, enough is enough. It's getting beyond the joke here, but... Really? Yeah. Well, Mick Foley didn't nearly die for this. You know, when you look at what he went through in a cell. And apparently that was planned ending of the Hell in a Cell match for Bray Wyatt to go through Hell in a Cell a la Mick Foley. Yeah, a la Mick, Mick Foley. Foley. But it would have made a joke of it if it had just popped back up. I know they're trying to sell The Fiend as like kind of uh, a character, but do something different with him. Let him destroy opponents before. He, if you're going to be in a match, we've seen it at Hell in a Cell. You know, we tweeted out the WNR podcast the last two years in the main event, they ended in DQ. We brought Lesnar last year in the Strowman Reigns match. Now, this year, I even remember Ryback versus where uh, Punk retained due to shenanigans with the referee. And it's the three guys who are kind of hot and building up and they, they put them in a match and they just don't pull the trigger of them and then it affects them afterwards. And The Fiend is a character that is really cool, but WWE just don't know how to handle him. And Seth Rollins is not that guy to kind of destroy The Fiend in that way anyway, you know? Uh, I thought that was, that was terrible. But uh, Becky Lynch has started to really impress me now as well. I've got to give her I've got credit because I had a go at her a couple of months ago about kind of her work and stuff like this. And her and Sasha Banks told the probably the, the it was the best story of the night with that, you know. And and you can definitely see the kind of chemistry that those two women had, you know. And also a shout out to Reigns, Brian, Rowan yeah. and Harper as well. They had a very good match, which was again above par. Um, you know, but <laughs> overall, most of the show was under par in terms of wrestling quality, fans expected. And fans at Hell in a Cell made sure that WWE knew what they said, but could they recover for Raw? Yeah. And before that, apparently Vince McMahon was actually backstage laughing at the fans' reaction. I don't know if the laugh was kind of like a <laughs> nervous laugh yeah, or yeah. if it was like a... <laughs> God damn. Gotcha, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Great finish. <laughs> well, this is the thing, but what could we learn from Raw? Five things that we did. Well, Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt weren't ready to face... The post Hell in a Cell heat. Yeah, if you were wondering how the WWE would deal with that Boone Ali and Hell in a Cell, the answer was by not really dealing with it at all yet. Well, a no contest finish to a Hell in a Cell match is never going to be popular, and when you add the weight of expectation on The Fiend to win the match, that's doubly so. Yeah, as it goes, both Seth Rollins and The Fiend were deemed medically unfit to appear in any form on last night's show, and the big belt is holder and most recent challenger barely got a mention outside of a highlights package. Well, given the amount of weapons and punishment flung about in Hell in a Cell main event, you could say that's fair enough. But it didn't half leave a massive hole in last night's viewing. And what happens next? Will Bray get another crack at Seth in the Universal title? Will either man be moved over to SmackDown come this Friday slash next Monday's draft? Well, we've got more questions than answers. We're not sure that whatever replies we get can be satisfactory. 
Number two. Two. Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman is absolutely a thing. And it will actually happen at Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. But that doesn't mean it's... Well, a quick reminder that there's a difference between featuring sports stars in pro wrestling and having a sports focus or having a sports-like presentation. <coughs> yes, uh, Mayweather versus Big Show. <coughs> well, having a boxer or an even um, MMA star in wrestling ring is only a step ahead of having a footballer or even an SL, SNL regular there. It's all about crossover appeal and getting butts in seats. Not that there's anything wrong with that, of course. But let's not call it sportsy. The Cruiserweight Clank was sportsy. The 2019 King of the Ring tournament was sportsy. Yeah, strict rules, proper competition. The idea that each wrestler wants to win to prove they're the best, that's sportsy. Having sports people, current or formula, former, on your show is just a more appropriate celebrity guest. And with that in mind, it seems that Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman is now definitely a thing. Well, their mini-confrontation on last week's SmackDown developed into a full-on pull-apart brawl at the end of last night's show, and it's clear that they both want to dish to one another. Well, given it's not exactly pleasant outbursts, there's not a lot of fans of Tyson Fury. Me, personally, I'm quite a fan of Tyson Fury, uh, just because of uh, what he's done these these past couple of years. Yeah, he might have said stuff that makes him a bit of a cunt, but when he when he does that, you know, especially if you're a boxing fan against Wilder, and you see the fucker get knocked down and then picking himself back up again... For us, uh, with Joshua, I mean, you're, you're a boxing fan, Dan. Where would you? Who would you place? You know, Fury and Joshua. Who would you like to? Um, I prefer AJ because I think he's a more down to earth guy. I think Tyson Fury is a bit of a dick outside yeah. of the ring. Inside of the ring, I think Fury over AJ. Yeah, I, I think that as well, and I think it's good that they've got him because it's kind of it did bring a bit of excitement. I do like the angles like that. I have no idea how they're actually going to do a match, but. That's WWE's problem. I mean, for me, it would make more sense him as an enforcer, much like a Mike Tyson, than getting a knockout shot in, you know? Absolutely. I don't think it's going to be anything like the Mayweather-Big Show match, Um, you know, because it was basically about Mayweather and his knockout shot. Um, I I really have no idea how they're going to do it. (laughs) It seems, you know, not going to try and give anything away, but it seems like Fury is going to go over uh, on Strowman. Yeah, you've got to think that, you know, you, you can't have any way. So a wrestler versus celebrity confrontation, rule aboard on Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. And if I it right, the W might get crossover appeal and sports on a proper show, so they, so they cover it. And I tell you what, BBC Sport have really picked it up in the UK as well, so it's, it's on their kind of their front pages. Well, again, you know, I've got a lot of non-wrestling fans on my Facebook and even there, you know, fucking hell, Fury, you yeah, know, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, and, you know, yeah. things like that. So it's getting eyes to it that wouldn't necessarily be on it. Yeah. And it's people, you know, that think, fuck me, you know, Fury's having a fight, you know, I'll, watch, I'll pay 50 boxing matches, I might as well pay a tenner <laughs> to get the network for a month. Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, if he's, he's going to do it. And it just it is a little bit of fun, you know? It is, yeah. Um, well, let's go on to number three. And this Lana slash Bobby Lashley slash Rusev thing is just fucking awful. Yeah. We've said it before, but it absolutely bears repeating. Well, Rusev deserves better. Bobby Lashley deserves better. Even support players Randy Orton and King Corbin deserve better. Yes, and Lana absolutely, positively, 100% better. There's nothing wrong, and in fact, everything right with some juicy personal issues being sprinkled into your wrestling feuds. Well, it's a time-honoured, tried-and-tested way to turn up the temperature just a little bit. But thrusting Lana again into one of these cheating, cuckoldy situations that somewhere really seems to get off on is just gross and, quite frankly, boring. 
It's boring when they do it with Lana, and it's even fucking worse when they do it with Mike and Maria fucking Canellis. <laughs> it's boring when they do it with anyone. Inner one ways to build a feud and to keep falling back on this tired nonsense of 2019 is a total turn-off. Absolutely. So what do you think of this, then? Do you think... what? It's... I just find it ridiculous. I think they are punishing Rusev now a little bit because of the whole Lana thing. This is... Let's not forget that Rusev was on a, a, a roll and they're going to split him and Lana up and team up with uh, Ziggler with it, and they announced their engagement, and he, they just kind of dropped that. And then since then, Ruth hasn't been the same guy. No he doubt. had something that was the most fucking red-hot that it could have ever been with Happy Rusev Bay. So what did WWE do? They just cut it. Yeah, they, honestly, and just stop it. And this is a problem, and this is what I want to see from other wrestling companies. If you do find something that's hot, then you've just got to go with it. And If it fades out in itself, fine, but you can't stop this stuff anymore otherwise we're not going to have anything special and kind of organic in wrestling you know uh, so that's my thoughts on the story I mean they could do it as they want but again it's just a waste of talent well again you know Rusev is a fucking good talent in the ring and you know to not use him properly he's not going to want to resign he's going to want to fuck off and there are again other rivaling companies out there which would gladly welcome him with open arms and turn him into the star that he is and should be. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And number four, the Kabuki Warriors are back, 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 but we need some challenges. Yes, yeah, so a flirting with the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, the Bukaki Warriors finally made good on that pent-up promise and aggression with a title-winning turn at Hell in a Cell. Well, there wasn't an awful lot of build-up to that match, but they've been announced only hours before, and the duo's manager, Paige, couldn't even be there to see the Green Mist-assisted victory. But champs they are, and they rubber stamp their diverse divisional superiority with a non-title win in a championship showcase match with Lynch and Flair. Well, as often the case in this sort of match-up, Flair and Lynch had to put the single stars in ability to stay on the same page. Left an opening for the more regular tag team. Becky, though, thought she'd won the match, but with the ref tending to hurt Charlotte, there was an opportunity for some more green miss from Oscar to give the Kabuki Warriors an impressive win. And with the draft coming up, the mini champs versus champs feud is good as over, and our resurgent Kabuki Warriors need real challenges. Well, first in line are Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, the last title holders who clearly feel there's unfinished business and crashed the ring after the... But that's not enough. Well, from Raw, from SmackDown, from NXT and NXT UK, they should be travelling from show to show defending those belts. And I completely agree with that. I would love to see them on NXT or NXT UK. You know, just think of the kind of traction that would bring. bring. Uh, I, I, Kari Sane is a hill. She, I don't know yet. Oscar is phenomenal. I, when I watch her, I, re, I, I again, WWE had something so hot and so brilliant and they sacrificed it to kind of Charlotte and I'm not saying she needed the kind of win streak to, to be relevant but just to be treated right, you know, and to be jobbed up to Carmella the way she did as well. There was something with Oscar with Kari saying, would you, I would rather see Io Shirai in that role with Oscar than Kari saying, I think Kari saying makes more of a face but if they're going to go with it, at least they're glad they are. What are your thoughts on the women's tag team division? Yeah, I think they should be represented across all the brands. You know, there's oh, they could have a title defence against uh, Duke and Shafir. Thanks to know, so they could have that. There's loads and loads of women opportunities they could have on NXT UK. I mean, just the possibilities are fucking endless yeah. over there. Uh, yeah, they should be flying about, you know, and defending them everywhere. Like that. Well, number the last one as well, Natalia versus Lacey Evans is finally over for good. Yes, and uh, here at the WNR, we will always, always have time for Natalia. Next big thing, just up from NXT or shit for the Indies, but her status as a veteran and ring general cannot be denied. Ring general? Does that mean she's joining Walter and their posse? <laughs> She'd be in Imperium. 
Well, uh, Natty was one of the few female wrestlers keeping the torch alive through some pretty dry years in the WWE. She successfully straddles the women's wrestling diva slash women's revolution eras. So, yes, all the time in the world for Natalia. And while Lacey Evans didn't have the smoothest entry to the main roster, what with all that empty ramp walking and all, all awkward title challenge hotshot, we think she's got plenty of potential as well. Yeah, it wasn't worst idea for a feud. The vet versus the cocky up-and-comer. Well, it had plenty of time to grow. Too much time. It never really caught light and seems to have gone on forever. Well, we thought that we were done a couple of weeks ago and again after the last-minute match of Hell in a Cell on Monday night. But at least now finally it's over after the last women's standing match. That's probably the pick of all the match-ups and ended with Natty on the feet. Learned that when you come from the Queen of Hearts, you can never count her out. Well, let's hope they separate, they're separated in the draft and stay out of each other's hair for a while. Yeah, so let's move on now to AEW Dynamite, the second episode of the broadcast and it was in Boston and it was sold out. Yes, well, we start with the tag tourney for the tag team title belts, obviously. Yeah, and uh, we've got Young Bucks versus Private Party tonight. On the same side of the layers, they've got Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. Dark Order have already got a bye for the next round, and they'll face the winner of Best Friends versus SCU. But back to the first match of the night. Yes, well, the uh, Young Bucks are the favourites, but have lost their last two matches in a company where... Results count. Results definitely count. And this is, you know, the, the, even when they come out, you can see the uh, kind of wins and losses. It's a bit of a surprise, but Young Bucks have got to try and win this one. Uh, private party consists of Mark Quinn and Cassidy. Well, the Young Bucks controlled the early action and uh, then Quinn got the hot tag. Yeah, and then it was hot because he hit four different dives to the outside on the Young Bucks. Quite impressive as well what he was doing. At 450, but Nick managed to kick out. Ah. Then we saw a super kick party come into effect. A running powerbomb on Cassidy on the entrance ramp. <laughs> uh, this is awesome chant from the fans, so they're obviously impressed by what they're seeing. Uh, it, was, it was great, and then double team uh, the Young Bucks. Yeah, uh, we get a tag team wrestling chant, and it was a fucking good match. It was a great match, but the Bucks just couldn't put them away. Yes, private party with a gin and juice hurricane runner into an RKO. <laughs> yeah, Bucks not went... Not into a cutter. <laughs> not into a cutter, but Bucks went for the Meltzer driver, but Cassidy rolled up Matt... For the win. So they've got a move named after Dave Meltzer. Yeah, because Meltzer was... They were saying to how they they rated what Meltzer was said to Omega. Yeah, Meltzer driver. It was a huge upset, but the Young Bucks are out of the tag team tournament. So that's zero and three. I know. And they're out of the tag team tournament. So they're favourites to not only win this match, but to go through and win the tournament. Uh, 15-minute match, really well executed. But I think it harks back to what you were saying last week about... These got you know who's kind of the company's about, but you don't want to kind of push them all away, do you? You know, absolutely. But it's again, you know, they they do get the opener as Cody had last time, and I'm sure either Cody or Kenny Omega is going to be closing the show. Well, no, but the thing is, is that the Young Bucks we thought, you know, oh, they're definitely they're slotted on for uh, tag team titles, and it was a little bit of a surprise. But after an ad break, Jericho and the crew are out here. Yes, Le Champion of the AEW made a major power move. Major, major power move. On the debut episode of Dynamite last week by creating a super stable to revival that of the Elite, which consists of the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. And well, Jericho's posse includes Hotshot Sammy Guevara, the team of Santana and Ortiz, and most notably the previous known Jack Swagger, Jake Hager. Well, Hager himself made his grand debut last week to taking out the likes of Cody, the Bucks and Dustin Rhodes following the main event in Washington, D.C. 
and it looked like he's the muscle of Jericho's group. Well, speaking of Jericho, the AEW World Champion made presence known in Boston as he made his way to the ring with his crew. Well, he started off by saying that TNT's highest rated premiere ever was all thanks to him, and that's all four men beside him were on his new list. But when he was listing off Hager's credentials and achievements, Jericho was interrupted by a huge We The People chant, which of course Hager coined in WWE whilst he was under the swagger character as Real American. Well, Jericho's response to Boston, We The People sucks and it's dead and buried. It was a stupid idea from bad creative all gone. Fuck me. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, Jericho had the crowd eating out the palm of his hand at this point and revealed the name of his group as the Inner Circle. And despite referencing Eddie Guerrero on his birthday just a few minutes before, he then went full hill and called the late Dusty Rhodes a jerk before saying he was going to beat the ever-living shit out of Cody Rhodes. Well, Jericho's really set the bar high for live promos going forward. And despite being a hill, it's just very hard not to cheer for him when most things he says now instantly become memes. And of course, a little bit of bubbly! bubbly. Well, next up is an interesting match, and it's Jimmy Havoc, a hardcore veteran from good old England, versus Darby Allen. Well, these two best beat the shit out of each other in the Cracker Barrel match, and it was a number one contenders match for the AEW title. Yeah, more straight-up wrestling than deathmatch. Well, still not bad, and given time, and you can see they have plans for Darby. Well, Havoc in complete control, has a bite in the fingers, which led to the reverse DDT and match-winning coffin chop for Darby Allen. Well, next week, Derby faces Jericho with the gold on the line. So, interesting there. Eh? I mean, you think about all the people that they could have had as a number one contender, and they're going for this young man. This guy had a 20-minute draw with Cody Rhodes a couple of months ago. So, like I said, it obviously got plans. But our next match... It was Sakura and B Priestley, who is Will Ospreay's missus. Versus, versus... Rio and Britt Baker, who's... Ad- and the new champions, Rio, was trained by opponent Sakura. Well, the Hills was in control for the early goings. Of- and AEW have done well to build a story between Britt and Brie, who've been feuding over the past few months. Well, Rio hit the 619 and got a tag from Britt, who was quickly beaten down. Yeah, the crowd was a little bit quiet for this one. And Sakura, and Sakura, I think the best thing I can say about her, she looked like a veteran. Yes, and Britt put Sakura in a stretch and put in a win. And she probably can use that properly, because she is actually. Indeed, yes. Uh, so Britt has two wins in a row and builds towards title match with Rio and with Bree. Yeah, all in all, a little bit of good booking there by AEW. We see Orange Cassidy in the crowd. Did he have his hands in his pockets? Of course he had his hands in his pockets and uh, he'll be ready for action soon enough. Well, next up is Dillinger versus Ambrose. Oh, no, wait, no, Sean Spears versus John Moxley. And we've got Neville joining in com- commentary. No, it's Pac, <laughs> Uh, he's pissed off, though, Pack is. He's not getting any opportunities. Yes, uh, back to the match anyway. And Moxley is super over. He's not in the best of shape, though. And the little trunks that he's got don't help him as well, you know? Yes, yeah, so Mox was in control in most of in the most WWE match of the night. Yeah, Tully by Spears' side came into play uh, and managed to turn the tables. Yes, good move on the outside. Spears with a Death Valley driver in the corner of the barricade. Yeah, Mox managed to get back in the ring. Yeah. Until Spears spat water in his face. Both men traded suicide dives. And then a running knee got two for John. Two. Both traded close falls, but Dirty Deeds was too much for Spears. Yes, Moxie didn't have long to recover because Kenny Omega came out with a baseball bat and broom covered in barbed wire. Yeah, he threw the gauntlet down, but Neville then attacked old Kenny from behind. Pack. Neville attacked Pack from behind. No, sorry. <laughs> Pack attacked <laughs> Kenny from behind. Well, Moxie didn't want to help, but... 
What does this mean for all three men? So you've got Pac attacking Kenny Omega. These two have had problems. We obviously know about the bad, bad blood between Omega and Moxley. And these are the three guys that aren't even connected to the AEW title. So it looks like they're trying to build a good roster of people that can challenge for the title at any time. Yes, well, we had uh, Hangman Adam Page and Dustin Runnels versus Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho in the main event. Yeah, Jake Hager's in Y2J's corner. It's going to go for that bodyguard gimmick for uh, Jack, Jake Hager. Well, Dustin and Stammy start, but Dustin goes right after Jericho. After getting a few shots in, we go back to a normal match. Yeah, Page is in, and I do find him a little bit bland. Yes, and the faces dish out to Sammy. Yeah, but Jericho's distraction puts the hills in control. And then Page is being worked on. When Dustin can take a mean hot tag, and like his father, he's on fire, baby. Yes, and then Paige was taken out by Hager. Jericho was set up for shattered dreams. Hager refs back and clotheslined him, setting him up for the Judas effect and win. How very WCW. Behind the referee's back. Well, the last couple of matches were a bit underwhelming. It felt more like WWE light than it did AEW. If it's going to work, give me something different like the first hour. Yes, but then after the match... It was a 3-1 beatdown until Paige recovered and brawled away up the ramp leaving a two-on-one. Then Cody appeared in the ring, took out Sammy, and then faced off with Jericho. But LAX arrived, stopping any one-on-one. MJF ran down with a chair and looked to hit Cody, but like he said, he had Cody's back and cleared the ring. The turn is coming, but not tonight. A huge face reaction, but the inner circle wasn't going away. Fighting back until the Young Bucks even the odds. Well, Jericho slinked away, but got caught by Darby Allen coming out on a skateboard who took down the AEW champion. Well, crazy way to end, but a new heel faction had laid the groundwork for for some entwining stories next week. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. To see all of it go into hell in a a handbasket at the end there was great. And you've got so many different things you can delve into as well. Of course, Darby Allen is kind of, you know, taking out Jericho. But we know kind of Jericho's going to go over. He's got Cody Rose at the pay-per-view on November 9th. You've got kind of what Dustin Rose is all about. The Young Bucks coming in, they can face LAX now and have that kind of set up. And, and I, I think it's good. It, for me, again, it was really entertaining. But I do want to see something different. I don't want to have the, the, the Moxley, Matt. Moxley was not in good shape. Uh, so something's got to be done. I know he's happy at the moment, whether it is. But there, there's something that's got to be done, you know, with it. But anyway, the ratings came out and a bump and a row for Pro Wrestling Wednesday night or a sign of trends to come. Well, week two of AEW on TNT versus NXT on USA featured both two-hour broadcasts down across the board per show buzz daily. Dynamite drew in a 1.018 million viewers on TNT in the all-important 18-49 to 49 demographic. AEW netted a 0.46 rating share. For Dynamite's debut on October 2nd, garnered a 0.68 rating share, putting in a 1.4 million view. As for NXT, the fall continues for the fourth consecutive week on Wednesday night. NXT on USA drew in uh, 790,000 viewers with a 2.2249 year olds. Last week, October 2nd, was watched by 890,000 viewers. With a 0.32 rating. Yeah, and of course we'll have NXT update again at some point. But we should say that it was a bit of NXT news this week in the uh, Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush Cruiserweight title match. Really? Do we have to do this? Well, I'm just wanted to... What were your thoughts on Leo Rush winning the title? Fuck. <laughs> is it that bad? He is... He's on the list. <laughs> He's on the list. Well, that is the news and of course we'll be able to watch that coming up. Uh, let's move on with a bit of news. 
News. And last week, you probably remember Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes appeared on the debut episode of AEW Dynamite. They sat in the front row for the entire show and were interviewed by Chris Van Violet about the upcoming movie Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, which features Chris Jericho in a short segment that also included tag teams The Hybrid 2 and Private Party. Well, Smith and Jericho appeared together and talked about AEW on the Rich Eason show. Kevin Smith claims to have less experience with wrestling than I would have expected, but he clearly did enjoy Dynamite. And he said, I went to the world debut of AEW on TNT. I've never been to a match before, certainly not one of that size. It was dazzling. I really had a great time. Just dazzling. Like that, the an audience, the energy, they're part of it. Everyone's involved in the performance, and the audience is part of the performance more than so other sporting event I've ever been to in my life, where people spectate, they're engaged with wrestling. Like, it doesn't happen with them. They are the other characters. Pretty, pretty fascinating, Matt. What's particularly interesting, though, is that he and Muse appearing on that show led to the cancellation of another appearance that already planned for later that week. He said, we were supposed to go to WWE, me and Jay, to the very next day to SmackDown. And the morning after, because we were on the AEW show, trended, like there was a lot of coverage and stuff. So the next morning, we were told that WWE was like, you can't come on anymore. And they can't kick me and Jay off the show. It's an easy mistake to make, and when you think about being Hollywood guys, Kevin and Jay and whoever books their publicity appearances probably thought being on wrestling was like being on a talk show. Stephen Cobra doesn't cancel your booking because you're on Jimmy Fallon. But obviously, WWE doesn't work that way, or as Chris Jericho put it, The first casualty in the wrestling war was Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> Rest in peace. Well, WWE is reportedly Nick's planning May Young Classic Tournament. Yeah, they've got to stop cancelling things. They plan to hold the 2019 NYC tapings on Saturday, November 2nd, and Sunday, November 3rd at the Full Sail Live Arena in Winter Park, Florida. Plans were abruptly changed, and WWE decided against holding another all-women's tournament until 2020. Well, last week, the WWE NXT ticket website advertised the NYC tapings for early November, but the notice for tickets was removed and no announcement. Well, WWE nixed the trust it was a recent decision. Triple H hosted a media call back in August and noted that they're working on finalising plans for the tournament and will be making an announcement soon. Well, we're in the process of working on some new things and finalising some stuff, and hopefully we'll have some announcements soon on all of that. He said when asked about the 2019 Women's Tournament, he also indicated that plans have been pushed back due to many things happening. Well, there's no word yet on when the 2020 May Young Classic will be held, but updated. The inaugural May Young Classic took place in 2017 and saw current WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Kari Sane defeat the current NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler in the finals. The 2018 May Young Classic saw my pick Tony Storm defeat James's pick Io Shirai to win the tournament. Well, other news now, and WWE announced Friday at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas prior to SmackDown that Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez and Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury will officially at the Crown Jewel event in Rehali, Saudi Arabia on October 31st. Well, both Velasquez and Fury made surprise appearances on the debut episode of SmackDown on Fox on October the 4th and went after Lesnar and Strowman, respectively. After the Beast Incarnate beat Kofi Kingston in the main event of SmackDown to become the new WWE Champion, Rey Mysterio's music played, and he was flanked by Velasquez, as shot Lesnar got taken down and beaten up by his former UFC foe before he retreated. Mysterio later said he brought in Velasquez against Lesnar after the Beast brutally attacked both him and his son Dominic on the September 30th episode of Raw. Well, Lesnar and Velasquez have no shortage of history, which dates back to the time in Oxcon at UFC 121 in 2010, Velasquez beat Lesnar by first round TKO to win the UFC Heavyweight Champion. Well, since the Beast has been built as a dominant force in WWE, 
it makes sense that Velasquez is being presented for someone who could take the WWE from him. Well, on the same episode of SmackDown, Fury is watching a match on the front row. Strowman mockingly put up his dukes in front of the British boxer before eventually launching Dolph Ziggler into the undefeated Leonier heavyweight boxing champion. An enraged Fury hot the barrier and attempted to go after the monster among men, but security held him back. Fury demanded an apology on the ensuing episode of Raw, but erupted into a brawl instead, and much of the locker room emptied in an attempt to prevent them from tearing each other apart. It was widely assumed that Velasquez and Fury would be brought in for programmes after these altercations, and made it official the build can truly begin. Well, SmackDown's move to Fox is a huge coup for WWE in terms of attracting a bigger, more mainstream audience, and by landing crossover stars from other combat sports such as Velasquez and Fury, the company's fan base may continue to grow or may alienate the fans who would just want to see wrestlers. Move on to arrivals. Former Impact star Scarlett Bordeaux has signed a deal with WWE and is heading to NXT. Yeah, Bordeaux has cancelled several independent dates that she was at and has been in Orlando at the W Performance Centre. She prepares for NXT TV unveiling. The website adds that she'll be wrestling the artist known as The Smoke Show and will be teamed up with a male NXT star. It's not known if she'll be keeping her current name in NXT, but Impact has allowed their talent to keep the name when they move away from the company. The 28-year-old Chicago native left Impact in June of this year after requesting her release after a year working there. Bordeaux had her own private trial at the Performance Centre last month. All right, so let's move on to SmackDown then, and the latest episode in the course of the draft began. Well, of course, we started off with fireworks. Yay! And then a match, and we the match that we knew that we were going to have, and it was Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. The winner gets the first pick. But let's explain more about the draft. So here's the full list of the draft eligible wrestlers and which night they're available to be picked. 30 superstars will be eligible to be drafted on Friday night's SmackDown, while 31 superstars will be eligible on Monday night Raw. So the, the superstars that can be drafted tonight are... Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. Roman Reigns. The OC. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton. Sasha Banks. Ricochet. Braun Strowman. Bobby Lashley. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Lacey Evans. The Viking Raiders. SmackDown Tag Team Champions of the Revival. Natalia. Street Profits. Lucha House Party. Cesaro. Kevin Owens. Humberto Carrillo. Akira Tozawa. Sin Cara. Eric Young. EC3. Shorty Gable. Heath Slater. Drew Gulak. The B Team. And Tamina Snooker. And then on Raw, we've got everybody else, basically. Uh, we Back to the match that started off SmackDown. It was standard fair. A couple of nice exchanges. You can definitely see the chemistry between these two men. Absolutely, yeah, and friends having a fight, not like two people that really hated yeah, each other, yeah. you know. Uh, Reigns went for a spear, but turned into a pedigree. Yeah, surely he can't beat him with the stump. Well, don't call me Shirley, but he didn't because the lights go out. No oh, God. Well, a fiend from the bottom of the ring, and he dragged Seth Rollins down, but then Seth Rollins just popped back out again. Yes, Wyatt stares, and then he's seen at the end of the ramp. Yeah, and then an ad break. And then draft war room. And then what the fuck? I've seen, but this is not right. The match just kind of stopped then. And we saw five minutes of stuff before we found out actually what happened. Yes, uh, they explain the draft and Steph starts it. The TV executives have a say. Yeah, there's two rooms filmed in the back. The one was Fox executives, one was USA Network. All actors just pretend every time like they got a wrestler, they're like, yay! It's like, but you've picked him. Why are you cheering for? It's not a surprise. Anyway, uh, they read from, so number one draft pick for Raw was... Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. And number two for Raw was the OC, 
And number three for Raw was Drew McIntyre. Yeah, what a great pick that was for Drew McIntyre. Uh, Smackdown number one pick was Roman Reigns. And then number two... Two. Was The Fiend. So The Fiend and Reigns to Smackdown... Lynch, McIntyre, the OC. I was surprised about the OC being number two draft. Again, AJ Styles makes sense. I'm happy about McIntyre being there. After that, we get a draft panel. Yes, there's a panel of people. Renee Young, Booker T, uh, Samoa Joe, bless him, and Beth Phoenix. Yes, and after that, it was Corbin versus Shorty Gable. Shorty Gable. What the fuck are they trying to do with Chad Gable? Are they just trying to fuck him, are they? Shorty. What do you think of the name Shorty? It's even more rude. <laughs> hey, you leave it out. Well, this was better than the Hell in a Cell match, but then again, I didn't watch it. <laughs> so... Yeah, I watched it on Fast Forward, and it actually quite entertaining on yeah, Fast Forward. Well, finish came with Gable nearly getting a win, only to run into the end of days. Well, we get Steph back. Hey, and um, so we go. So you pick on Raw... Orton. Yeah. Smackdown gets Sasha Banks. And then Raw gets Ricochet. Smackdown gets the Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman. And then Raw gets Bobby Lashley. Well, after more panel and then other shit, Lesnar is coming out. And he's, uh, Paul Heyman's obviously, my name is Paul Heyman. And they basically run through everything. October 31st in Crown Jewel. What uh, does Lesnar fear? And it's Cain Velasquez. Well, Hamer says Lesnar was conquered. And he got the UFC title taken off him. Brock has no excuses. But Brock embraces his fear. And he will conquer Kane. And then Kane comes out with Ray. And Mysterio's his interpreter. Yeah. Even though Kane can speak very good English. Yeah, he's, he's, he's saying about matching the scar on the other side. Because Lesnar's got a scar given to him by Cain Velasquez. And he said he's going to match it the other side. Okay. Next match. We get the New Day versus the OC. We're told this is the first ever meeting between each team. Well, everybody's pretty just pretty much just running through their movesets. I, got, I guess they got told as they went out there, look, you haven't got a lot of time. Let's just get this done, you know. Uh, AJ and Kofi had a great sequence ending with a trouble in paradise and Kofi getting the victory. Okay, now, so, you know, not only did he get buried, he get... Anyway, we go on to uh, the... the... Draft picks and Raw gets Alexa Bliss. Smackdown gets Lacey Evans. Raw gets Kevin Owens. Smackdown gets a revival. Raw gets Natty. And then we get the final round. Raw gets the Viking Raiders. Smackdown gets Lucha House Party. Raw gets Nikki Cross. Smackdown gets Heavy Machinery. And finally, Raw gets the Street Profits. So, Dan, what were your thoughts on the draft? Who do you think won on the night when you look at things? Raw, they got Randy Orton. Raw got Randy Orton. Well, they got Drew McIntyre as well, so, and Ricochet. So I can't really argue with you there at this moment in time. We'll see what happens on Raw with the draft. But we still had a main event to come, and it was a women's title match. Yes, and it is Bailey versus Charlotte again. You know, it's a rematch from Hell in a Cell. And Bailey kind of lost her shit at Hell in a Cell, and and she comes out, and then she kind of just stops. And then slaughters all her wibbly-wobbly men. I cannot believe it. What, you know? the thing that's kind of made her who she is? Bailey the hugger. Yeah. Bailey the hugger with the kind of nice and light. There was all dark about her. She got rid of the wibbly-wobbly. The music stopped and changed. You can see she's had a haircut as well. You know, and uh, this is new hill Bailey that we got. Uh, both women are trading on the outside. Yes, it was quite a back-and-forth match, though. Yeah, it looked like Bailey had thrown it away by having a temper tantrum. Charlotte went for the figure eight. It was rolled up, and a new women's champion. Yes, and she grabs the mic and calls them bitches and says, screw all of you. I Honestly, I was shocked. It's a new Bailey. Dan, do you think that's a good way of trying to change Bailey up now? 
I don't. Again, I don't know. I think there's some characters that shouldn't be heels, and you know, like Rey Mysterio shouldn't be. A heel. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, you know, Bailey is kind of like the lines of that. You know, I don't think. Yeah, it is good and refreshing her being a heel, but you know, give it a year or so, and she'll be back being a face again, hugging everyone. So, you know, it's it's too flippy floppy for my liking. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? With uh, with Bailey, if they're gonna go. Are they going to go forward with her, or is she just going to be losing the title back to Charlotte in a couple of months' time? And like you said, reverting back to type. And what is interesting is that Banks and Bailey are on the same brand now. So will the Boston Hug connection be able to grow from that? And maybe out of Lynch, and I don't know where Charlotte's going to go, but I assume Charlotte will go to Raw and maybe out of their shadow a little bit. Let's hope they can build like a kind of sustainable women's division. SmackDown was all right. For me, the best show of the week was uh, AEW. I enjoyed more. But SmackDown, with the, the Tyson Fury thing as well, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. At the two shows coming up, so to speak, Full Gear or... Oh, Crown Jewel. I'm definitely going to watch those two matches. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to watch those two no matter what. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And it, it does make a refreshing change from dragging The Undertaker out of his grave and fucking Kane, Shawn Michaels and Triple H and any old wrestlers they can dig up, you know, just to throw a match together. I'd rather have a match... Probably there's going to be less quality, but it's something different, something new, something that we haven't seen and something that I'm looking very much forward to. Just to cut the things, there are still free agents, or as I like to call them, the jobbers, uh, that didn't get picked from the draft. Uh, people like Cesaro didn't get chosen. Isn't that a slap in the face? Someone like Ali Cesaro. B. Ali B is... I don't know where Ali B... I think Ali B might be on a Monday night, but at the moment, Cesaro, EC3, Chad Gable, Humberto Carrillo... Tazara, Sinkara, Eric Young, Heath Slater, Drew Gulak, former Cruiserweight champ, B-Team and Tamina are all without a brand. So they can pick. So those guys have just been told, basically, you're not that important, you know? Well, we don't care where you'll be going because you'll just end up on main event anyway. Yeah, without a doubt. Where's and Mojo go? Mojo's, on, I think, it's going to be one of the 41 picked. I hope they don't do anything. And we know Raw will start... With Banks versus Becky Lynch in a non-title match to see who gets the first draft pick. So, like I say, 41 more superstars to go. We'll have a, a full rundown next week on how the draft ended up, but not a bad way to start. Absolutely not. All right, so we move on, and it's changes to the podcast. Yes, we spoke about it earlier, and here we go. First up, we love pro wrestling, so we bring you the latest news from around the world, like NWA Power. Well, the series premiere of NWA Power surprised and impressed fans and writers on Tuesday. And suddenly, wrestling is even more crowded than we anticipated. As of noon, ET, Wednesday, NWA Power, Episode 1, landed 144,000 YouTube viewers. Of the more than 2 million watched it, 21%, uh, 22.1% of them came over as suggested series premiere of fellow pro wrestling program AEW Dark. NWO Vice President David Lagana told the rap... Well, AEW Dark, an online companion series for TNT's new weekly wrestling series... All Elite Wrestling Dynamite premiered Tuesday at 7pm and has since racked up about 350,000 YouTube views. NWA Power began at 6.05 ET yesterday, leading the All Elite Wrestling YouTube show in some ways and following it in others. As of noon ET, the launch of NWA Power scored 70,000 viewers on Facebook. The show's live view number on Facebook peaked at 3,300 simultaneous viewers. YouTube's peak was nearly four times that at 13,000. Well, both peaks came during the main event, which featured Nick Aldis defending the company's top title against former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Tim Storm. 
these days the belt is referred to as the 10 well these top end live viewership numbers represent nice gains from where they began on Facebook to our show's first 20 minutes was a thousand viewers on YouTube the largest simultaneous audience in that time span was about 7,000 people well, Facebook wasn't the only key social media platform where power thrived. On Twitter, hashtag NWO Power reached the number one trending topic spot in the United States worldwide. It made it to number three. The National Wrestling Alliance added 11,000 YouTube subscribers in the past 24 hours. The revived pro wrestling promotion is now into the six figures there. Readers can overall YouTube tally by watching NWO Power, the video. It's worth your while. Yeah, we, um, what I did, we reposted it to the WNR podcast page on Facebook as well because in our show, there's a kind of uh, really kind of retro feel to there. Uh, you know, it's, it's like kind of 80s, what we know, and it's kind of quite well done and it's quite small, but it is definitely something to watch. It's, but, you know, you don't have to watch it out. Just watch the main event or something like that, even if it's 10 minutes, and you'll see the links available there. Well, Langer told The Wrap that 99% of the Power Episode 1 was shot live to tape, in case you were wondering. Yeah, no, it does make sense, and they hopefully save money there. But not only other wrestling companies, we're going to have news every week as well, and of course AEW Review, which we've started. But don't worry, we've also got some old favourites returning. Yeah, we're going to have Most Ridiculous coming back. We've got Superstar Profiles. And of course Mania and Rumble Choices. So you know how we love watching old Rumbles and of course Dan has his mystery WrestleMania pick until the end of the year. Well, we've got WWE versus WCW, Halloween Havoc, Survivor Series and Starcade. We're going to have an NXT update every month as well. We have the big four live shows as well as takeovers. And plus a couple of surprises. And in the new year, we will debut these new episodes. The most extreme matches. And top 25 women updated. Plus... Lots more. And don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be keeping the favourites, such as Elephants <laughs> or F1. Yeah. We are just going to change it up, do stuff that is more fun as well, construct the whole professional wrestling world as opposed to just one thing. And we might even throw it out to a few of the listeners' choices as well and exactly. get a bit more fan interaction in. That's what we like doing. All right, so let's move on now. This is why the reason everybody's tuned in for. It is the top 50 so we're going to try and work out now since the very beginning of the podcast may 4th 2015 until now who is in the top 50 so what we're going to do on this episode we're just going to find out who gets into our 50 we're going to argue cratch claw claw we're going to bleed we're going to sweat we're going to pay the price we're going to find out who gets into the 50 and then next week's episode we will sort an order out and, of course, give you the top 50 in full, plus a couple other things that we're going to do as well. We might even have a huge mass debate as well. Well, I'm sure we're going to mass debate today. And next week, we'll bring you the bottom five as well of worst wrestlers in the WNR podcast history and, of course, a couple of our favourite moments as well. So let's concentrate right now on the 50 we've got. So the, the criteria is easy, all right? From May, they have to wrestle in WWE from uh, May... In 2015, up until now, that's that's, and we just got to pick the best 50 uh, criteria that I've based it on. Uh, I will say people that have had the biggest impact, and also people that have had an effect on me and drawn me into the wrestling as well. What criteria have you used, Dan? Um, I've gone for basically the kind of success and how they've impressed me over the past few years. So, you know, whereas wrestlers they might have been fan favourites, but they've not impressed me. As much, so they might not make the cut. But you know, we're going to argue and we're going to 
We're going to fight. We are. All right. So I think the best thing to do, how many wrestlers do you have? Um, I have 58. You have 58. I've got about 60. So what I think is best to do, if you list your first 10 wrestlers, and then I'll say if I've got them on my list or not, and then I'll list 10 wrestlers, and we'll see if they're on your list or not. I think that's fair enough, isn't and it? And then we can compile. We'll probably have about 70 wrestlers and by the end yeah. of it, and then we can whittle that down to the 50. Yeah. So... I'm going to start off, I'm going to go easy, I'm going to go Styles. Styles, hang on, so I've just got to find him on my list, so Styles, yeah, he's on my list. Rollins. Rollins, yeah, he's on my list. Reigns. Yes. Corbin. Corbin, Corbin is on my list, yeah. Uh, Strowman. Strowman, yeah. Bray Wyatt. Bray. Brock Lesnar. Lesnar, yeah. Cedric Alexander. Well, I've got Cedric Alexander or Ali as my two choices for that. Well, I've got both of them on my list, but, you know, we go. <laughs> right, I'm not going to, that's going to be a line next to that one. All right, next one. Uh, Cesaro, or are we going to, we can have them as the bar? Well, I, I didn't have, I, I, I've gotten them down as the bar, but they're here as my extra. I've, I had a 50 and then these are the ones on top oh, of, okay. all right, so bar will put a, a line through that as well. I'm sure they'll go on, but we'll argue about that later. And the revival. I haven't got the revival on my list. But again, are we doing tag teams? Because I think they've had an impact. Again, I think, I think tag team, yeah, tag teams should be involved, but I haven't got the revival. But what I'll do is I'll um I'll add them to the maybe list, and then we'll come back to that. Uh, right, okay. So my ten that I've got on my list. Uh, oh, fucking, it's gonna be difficult trying to kick out. I've got Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Randy Orton. Obviously. Um, Samoa Joe. Got Joe. Uh, Johnny Gagano. Johnny Gagano, I've got him, yeah. yeah. Tommaso Chumpa. Of course. Yes. You can't have one without the other. Triple H. I haven't got him. No. <laughs> um, the Miz. The Miz, I've got him. The Miz is on your list. Finn Balor, so, obviously. And Daniel Bryan. Yep, Daniel Bryan, I've go. got him on mine as well. That's a fine one there. Yes, right. Um, for the next 10, I've got Drew McIntyre. Yes, I've got McIntyre. EC3. EC3 is not on my list. Usos. Usos, yep. Club. No. <laughs> Mysterio. No, Mysterio's not on that. Ricochet. Don't tell me Ricochet's not there. James, for no. fuck's sake. He's on my list. Of... Yeah, I got Ricochet. I got Ricochet. Um, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, yeah, I got Bobby Roode. Or Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Uh... Zane, or Zane. does he go on as Nakamura's plus one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did on the draft. Uh, I've got Sami Zayn in my list. Um, Ali B. Ali B is on my list. And Ali. Ali, Ali. Uh, Ali and Alexander are, are stuck between the two. Um, all right, I'll, I'll list 10 now as well. Uh, Undertaker. Yep. Taker's on there. Goldberg. Yep. Ziggler. <laughs> CN. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. That. Neville. Neville's. <laughs> Um, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, Buddy Murphy's on there. Is yeah. he not on yours? Is he on your list? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Murphy's in. Adam Cole. Baby. Uh, Sting. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it was a big impact when he debuted for WWE. Uh, who else we got? Shane McMahon. <laughs> Shane's an important part. Um, <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Uh, and Chris Jericho. A little bit bubbly. You just made that list. <laughs> um... This one, it's as I do it, but I've got New Day, the tag team, Woods, and I've got Kofi because of more of recent. Uh, so in your, if we're ranking them 1 to 50. Oh, Kofi would be high. 
But if Kofi was a part of New Day, would he still be the same rating for you? Would that be down? It'd probably bump the it'd bump Kofi down, but the New Day up. Yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying, but we might need space for another person. So yeah, I think Kofi because I've got New Day in my in my list. Um, right. Um, I've also got the B team because despite not being that great, I mean they've achieved something. I mean we. We didn't even think of them in a tag team title contention. Yeah, I know, but I know that the they're, they're just teams. They right? weren't. They're not... They weren't on my list. Yeah. Um. I. Ha... <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've done. Three I know you've done three, but in. chill, chill wins. Right, I've got Gable. No. Elias. No. The Hardys. Um. They were my maybes. I mean, you know, well, you can't say that we didn't fucking pop when they came out. Uh, in the moment. Well, I've even got Jinder Mahal on my fucking list. <laughs> you got Jinder Mahal? No, I haven't got... <laughs> Again, he's not someone that's necessarily going to make it on there, but he's just an addition. You know, he's he done, He became WWE champion, for uh, fuck's sake. All right. Look, at the expense of Randy Orton. Who else you got? Um, don't laugh. <laughs> Lars Sullivan. I said don't laugh. Um, Machine. Now, probably the most entertaining wrestler in the past six months, R-Truth. Have we got R-Truth on there? Um... <laughs> I have no idea. Well, what about Lorcan and Birch? They're on my. They're on my. Are we count, count or two singles wrestlers? Uh, again, to save space, tag team. Uh, Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven. I've got them all on there as three individuals. Again, they. But I think for me, Dunne rates higher than. Well, we could have Mustache Mountain and Dunne. All right, do that then. Do Mustache Mountain and then Dunne by himself. And they could both be on there. Uh, the Ring General and UK Champion Walter is on the list as well. Yeah. Oh, we should say it is men. We're not doing women. Um, that's not like a sec- if we were doing women, then this list would be like a hundred. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it would be. And don't worry, Oscar would be really high up there. But we are going to do an updated. That will. But what we'll do? For Oscar two- would actually get dethroned by Charlotte Flair yeah, for no apparent to, reason yeah. whatsoever. But that's what's going to happen on WNR two seven five. We'll do the updated women. Uh, Jack Gallagher is on my list. Well, I haven't got him on my. And I've got Noam Dar as well. Dar. I think Kyle O'Reilly. Well, I've done Cole separately, and I've got the Undisputed Era, because between them, O'Reilly, Fish, and Strong, I've been... I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'll change Cole Undisputed Era, yeah. and then I'll just have Undisputed Era and Adam Cole. I don't mind doing that. Uh, Mandrews? Mandrews, he's not made... Yeah, they will put a line next to him. Um, but, I, I, do you know, I think we've got about 45, maybe, confirmed... Well, what we'll do is we'll go through the list that come out of that. I mean, like we'll start making a list 1 to 50, kind of rank them. Have you got the ones ticks, that ones that we've picked? Yeah, there's still three that haven't. All right, so you run through the confirmed ones on the list then. And then, like I said, whatever we're left with, we'll fight over the spaces. Right, we have got Styles, Rollins, Reign, right. Mandrews, Hang Corbin. You might have to go a little bit slower just a bit. This moment oh, sorry. Styles, <laughs> yeah. Rollins, Reigns. Yes. Mandrews. Mandrews in the list. Well, he's just on. He's the ones that we've. I haven't ticked off. Yes, or she's just that I can. Well, I see. Okay. People that I've. Uh, right, got him. Uh, Mandrews, Corbin, mm-hmm. Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Lesnar, Alexander, Cedric, The Bar, Revival, Mackin, Ethan Carter the Third, EC3, Usos, Club, The Miz, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet. Bobby Roode, Sami Zayn, and Joseph Samoa. Alistair B, Alistair, and Jack Gallagher. <laughs> the Ali B, Ali, and Jack G. <laughs> Ali B, Ali, and Jack G. 
jackies. Uh, the 311 boy, Andrade Cien Alma. The New Day and Kofi, but are we going to do them as the New Day as a whole? The Laughable B Team, Murphy, Shorty Gable, Brian Ziggler and Elias, Balor, Hardy, Owens, Sullivan, R-Truth, Orton, Nakamura, Noam Dar, Adam Cole and the Undisputed <laughs> Adam Cole and the Undisputed Eras. Gagano, Chomper, Dunn and Mustache, Volta, Undertaker, Jericho, Ambrose, Goldberg, Sanity, oh, I... <laughs> Sanity on your list. Um, Authors of Pain, Neville, the three H's, Sting and Lorcan and Birch. And two that haven't been said about is uh, John Cena yep. and Harry Kane. Harry Kane. It's Kane. It's Kane. And Big Show should be on that list. Oh, the Big Show. Yeah. Um, Rusev has not been mentioned. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Rusev is not on there, but he definitely should be. <laughs> what about Lashley then? Lashley may be on the list. Who else have we got? Tyler Breeze. Uh, and let's not forget about Lucha well, Hart. Uh, we'll ha- have to do Breeze Ango. Breeze Ango. And also, Lucha House Party. And of course, who's the only guy we want on the list and someone that we've had fun with? Lynn Strado! I think it needs to be on the list just because of that, you know? But but we have got confirmed people as well. Right, shall we do... Those are the ones in the poll, but we have got confirmed. So if we do the confirmed list of who's in there, we'll find out how many spaces we've got left. Yeah. So the ones that we've both got, on the so I I know what you've picked and what I've picked, so if we confirm that, then it will be fine. So we definitely know we've got Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, Balor, Rollins, Reigns, Ambrose, Jericho, Lesnar, and Mick. Right. Right. Owens, Zayn. So the top the ten that have confirmed. Yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Sami Zayn. Yeah. Shinzuki fucking Nakamura, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose. Chris Jericho, Brock Lesnar. Hang on, you started going fast. Owen, Zane, Nakamura, Balor, Rollins, Reign. Ambrose, Ambrose Jericho. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right. <clears throat> the next ten, Birch and Lorcan, because obviously we, we like them so much and we're going to class them as a tag team. We agreed on The Undertaker to go in there as well. We've got The New Day, but do we want that as a tag team or a singles wrestler? We'll get onto that in a little bit. Usos are agreed and on there as well. Yeah. We've got the glorious one, let's not forget, Bobby Roode. The man that beat him from the NXT Championship, Drew McIntyre as well. Of course, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Master of the Yes Movement, Daniel Bryan. Have he forgotten? No, that's Neville, isn't it? The Ricochet, <laughs> that's, that's the one. And, of course, Braun Strowman as well rounds out the top 20. That's 20 confirmed. Orton. Orton's in there, yep. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, John Cena, Cena definitely, Pete Dunn, Mustache Mountain, Volta, Goldberg, Noam Dar, confirmed or not, I can always take him out. I, I never had him on mine. Right, okay, so Dar goes, Dar goes on the other left list, uh, and I'll tell you what, we've agreed, so let's put Champa and Gagano in that one as well then, and then that is 30. Orton Wyatt Cena, Dunn, oh, no, Mustache Mountain. No, no, uh, Dolph Ziggler's number 30. Okay, and then we've got space, but we have also agreed Adam Cole. Yeah. Samoa Joe. Cole and Joe. Cole Joe. Joe Cole. <laughs> Neville. One of the maybes. Oh, no. All right, fair enough. Uh, we've got CN. CN. Gallagher. 
Again on the maybe. So Sienza definitely. What about Buddy Murphy? <laughs> I want Murphy in mine. Murphy's in there. I'm, I'm saying to you, Murphy's in there. That's the only one I'm going to... That's the only one I care about. Sienza in there. Uh, Shane McMahon. He's out. Yeah. I think, yeah, Shane McMahon. If Shane goes in there, that means there's 35 of the 50. And that means the wrestlers can fight out for the, the last 15, which probably means we've got about 30 wrestlers for that 15. Right, so on the maybes, we've got Dar Neville Gallagher, Corbin, Droman. Is he on the confirmed Strange list? He's on the confirmed, confirmed list. Yeah. Cedric A. Cedric's not, he's unconfirmed. And so is Mustafa Ali. The Bar, Revive. I think Rusev and the Revival need to be added to this list. Oh, we can argue that in a sec. I uh, know, just look at it right now. I think those are the two that stand out and think. Rusev's got to be on that list as well. Or on the confirmed list. Good. Zane's confirmed. Yeah, he's number two. B. Ali B. Let, let's argue about that in a bit, yeah? No, I'm saying Ali B is on the list. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, you know, we don't know how it's going to go, do we? <laughs> Ali B is on the list. Look, let's not. Let's just get a list of people. Rusev. <clears throat> so, how many have you got on the unconfirmed list? Um, if you run through that quickly and let us know what numbers we're dealing with. So, run through the list of 25 wrestlers that have still not to be picked. So, we've still got. It's not as bad as it is. We've got. Uh, 15 places or 14 places left and we've got what 25 wrestlers to fill that gap five on that list right we've got Dar Neville Gallagher Corbin Alexander The Bar Revival EC3 run through right Club Mysterio Ali B who's definitely on the list anyway so Ali or Alexander uh, yeah Ali Rusev Brizango Dorado B Team Gable Elias Hardys Mahal Sullivan Undisputed Era H is there anyone I've missed out? Big Show? Mandrews? Um, right, Neville. <laughs> Alright, right. so we've got 28 wrestlers and we've got 14 slash 15 spaces. <laughs> Ali, Ali B's on the list. I'll, are you I'll putting put Ali B in. on that list? If you're putting Ali B on that list... We have 14 spaces and we have 27 wrestlers. Right, the way I see it is that we can argue seven wrestlers. I'm going to have fucking... Well, the Revival need to be on there as well. Revival, I yeah. agree with that. On the list, so again, well, you've the, got six. The gap. No, that wasn't my. But I'm not going to pick. No, the you said that revival. one, and I agree. Well, I, I nailed it. I helped you. Fuck you. I think Neville should be on that list. Well, he is a first contender. Well, right, let's let's contender. Let's get rid of right, some names. Yeah, get rid of some. Sullivan. Sullivan. Fuck Sullivan. Right, I compromise. Right, get rid of. <laughs> all right, get rid of Breezango. Breezango. Yeah. Actually, no. Actually, leave them. No. Leave them. No. No. I want to fight later. I want to fight later. Um. Get rid of Jinder Mahal. Yeah, because he's a cunt. Yeah. <sighs> Gable? Yeah, Gable hasn't done enough, has he? Gable's gone. I agree with you. That's see how I compromised as well. That was good. EC3? Well, he yeah, fuck he ain't done anything. The same as... I don't think B-team either, really. Yeah, we can agree on that. Yeah, get rid of... Rusev needs to be in the top 50, doesn't he? Rusev... Yeah, I'll compromise, James. Yeah. I'll allow yeah, I don't think that's a comp- I think when you that's look at... That's two you've I've look compromised what he's now. Done. Right, Rusev's on there. Right. Right, so... 30, 30, 11 left. Yeah, we've picked out 38. We've got 11 left, haven't we? 11, 12. 12. Quick. Right, let's run through the list. You want to run through the list who's in there? No, who we've got left. Okay, right. so... We've and Neville got... can go across. I compromise. You want Neville in the top 50? Yeah. All right, put Neville in there. So we've got 11. All right. So who's who's left? We've got Mandrews, The Bar... Um... Hang on, right. We're all out of... Right. The bar. Yeah, they're left. They're left. Mandrews has been left. I think Mandrews hasn't done enough yet. 
I like him, but I might have to agree with you there. Let's we deject. I I'll, I will see you dejecting Manjus. All right, Manjus has been. Manjus has been dejected. He's off the list. He's off the list. Uh, I think our truth should be on the confirm list. Not only for his services to the company, but what he's done for that twenty four seven title, a title that we thought was going to be a joke, and he's actually made it a fucking ma- major success. Major, major success. success. Um, but what has he done before that? And then again, he was. No, we weren't around for that, were we? He's been a constant in WWE. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to confirm just yet, but that's a, we'll, I'm, I'm putting All a right. large, I'm putting a large line next to it. Not through it. That if Truth, because I want Dar in there as well. I think Dar deserves it. Truth's done more than Dar, so Truth deserves. Dar's Dar. been my pick in tournaments. So what, that's what I'm talking about. What it means to me, I've backed Dar. And yeah, the only person left to me. for the Cruiserweight Classic has been Noam Dar. Everybody else for me right, went away. We put a star next to his, as is next to our Truth. Right, so our Truth and Dar are arguing. Uh, Breezango, Fandango's da 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 da, and I've been a huge fan of Tyler Breeze for a long, long time as well. But what have they done? I think the argument for them, because we like them as well, they can be in there. Like you the, like them. Okay, I but the, fucking hate the fashion what, files. Shit. What about the club? Why are they there for? What have they done? Because they're great. <laughs> they're not great. They've been mishandled, haven't they? It's not. Do you really think Gallows and Anderson, one of your right, favourite... Let's, let's move over them. <laughs> what, you want to get rid of the club? No, let's just move over. Mysterio. Has he done enough? Was it, He wasn't in WWE, was he? When we started watching, I don't remember not much of Mysterio. We had Sin Cara. He's only come back the past year. Has he done enough to be included? Yes. Again, he's been entertaining, but what has he really brought? As have we liked him enough? GPD back GPD. in the NXT. Oh, because of GPD. I tell you what, then. Can we? Because Triple H not even on the confirmed list yet. Can we put Elias and Triple H on there then? What has Triple H done? What do you mean, what's, he's been headline WrestleMania since we've been doing it. He's been in every WrestleMania. He's been in the Saudi Arabia events. He's faced Seth Rollins. He's faced Roman Reigns. He's he's been the head of the the authority storyline. GPD. <laughs> You'd do anything to shut me up, wouldn't you? Sometimes GPD and Triple H. All right, that's forty-one. Elias Triple H. I don't think Sting has done enough. Even though he made a big impact, I don't think he's done enough. I might agree with you there. Just because it was a big impact when he first came in, uh, but. But then again, is Sting do as much as Goldberg? Or has Goldberg done more? Goldberg's done a lot more. Are you sure? I mean, because Sting, when he came, was pretty... I mean, that was a big kind of surprise of our first year, wasn't it? So Yeah, but, you know, Goldberg has done a lot more than Sting. Right. No, no, I'll, I'll take Sting off the list. Big Show and Kane will be a good question as well. Because they were maybe main eventing and, and being involved in, <sighs> in matches. But recent times... Yeah... We'll see who we've got left. We're we- question marks showing Kane. <laughs> so at the moment, our truth Dar, Breezango, uh, Jack Gallagher. Should he be on the list? I don't think he- You don't... Oh, come on. Right, we're starring. Baron Corbin. He's... As Lone much Wolf. as we hate him, he has done quite a bit. And we was... You was fucking big into him in NXT. So starring him or are we putting him on? I think we put Corbin on. Right, we put Corbin on. Got Corbin. Could he did like as well, didn't he? I think it's only fair. Um... Right, Alexander and Ali. Yeah, I think this is a pick between the two, don't you? I, I don't think... I think if one man will be on the list, it won't be... It will be one or the other, I think. I don't know. I think 205 Live's Alexander, but main roster's Ali. But they was both better in 205 Live. So I'd say Ali, uh, Alexander over Ali. All right, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Undisputed Era, they got to be in there, haven't they? As a tag team, the Undisputed Era. Uh, so they'll they'll be in. So we've got 
We've got seven spots and 13 wrestlers left. We're going to have to get rid of half of them. 15. What 15? Right, we've got Dar. Yeah. Neville. No, Neville's on the list. Oh, right. Right, we've got Dar, Gallagher, Alexander, The Bar, four. Club, Mysterio, Ali, Dorado, Hardys, Disputed Era, Kane, Big Show. Disputed Era on the list. Right, Undisputed Era have made it. Yep. Kane, Big Show, Truth and... So there's 14 wrestlers left with seven spots. We're going to have to get rid of half of them. Right. The bar, I think with Seamus and Cesaro, I think they need... I think we can't count them as a bar. I think they'll both get on. I think Seamus has been WWE champion in his time. Great. But I think it'll be easier to save up some space then, wouldn't it? You know? Bar. So bar in there, so we've got six left. I'd say the Hardys deserve it more than Brizang. Just for the impact. I know the Woken match in the Great Six, but we still got to see the Woken And the Brizango deserve it over the club. I, I don't think the club are... Uh, much. No, right, we take the club off. Mysterio. I, I, again, I don't think Mysterio's done enough. I, I, don't get me wrong, he's a legend and he'll make any other list that we do, but I just think, when you think about the Myster- has Mysterio had an impact on us this past five years? I would say no. No, because we've had Kalisto. With Kalisto, Kalisto's not even on the list. And I think, yeah, so I think Mysterio needs to go as well. Right, Mysterio got Dorado. We've got to say his name in the top 50, haven't we, surely? I think he needs to be like number 50 for that. <laughs> the Hardys. Hardys. We keep coming round to this. Get Hardys, Breezango, Ali Cedric, Gallagher, our truth Dar. Right, so are we removing Big Show and Kane because they haven't done enough in the past four years? Yeah, let's get rid of Big Show and Kane. And we're left with... Dar, Gallagher, Alexander, Ali, Dorado, Hardys, our truth our truth deserves to be on that list. Hang on a minute. How many are we left with? Dar, our, uh, Dar, Gallagher, our truth Dorado, Hardys, and Ali and Cedric and Breezang. Oh, so we're going to have to get rid of two of eight. So either Dar, Gallagher, our truth <laughs> Dorado, Hardys, Ali, Cedric, or Breezang. Right. Alexander and Ali deserve to be in over Gallagher. But Gallagher had... He, when we saw him, Dan, when he was... What he was doing, it was a breath of fresh. Gallagher, with everything... What he, People, putting people into packages and stuff. It, we, we couldn't believe it. Right, can we put our truth on the list? Because he deserves All right, no, because you really want our truth I'll let you have our truth in the list, yeah. All right, so that's how nice I am, you see. I'm a nice guy. <sighs> um, We don't have to have Dorado in, do we? I mean, his name's cool, but... We get, we get, if all see, if when it, when it comes down to it. We've got to get rid of one more. We We've have. got Dar, Gallagher, Hardys, Ali, Cedric and Zango. We've got six. Yeah, we've got one more. So who the fuck is going to go off that list then? Do you know, I might sacrifice Bree Zango to let my British boys get in. Do you know that? I really might. What, so Dar, Gallagher, Ali, Hardys, Alexander. Yeah, if we get rid of Bree Zango. We agree. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, no, it was, I know that was really difficult for you. But Dar and Gallagher would then make the list, which Dar, would be Gallagher, brilliant. Ali, Hardys. Cedric, and then Hardys would be in the top 50. Uh, do you know that? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> let's, right, let's just run through the list. I'll run through the 50 that I've got, right? So we've got a confirmed 50 for this now. So Owens, Zane, Nakamura, Balor, Rollins, Reigns, Ambrose, Jericho, Lesnar, and The Miz. That's the first 10. We've got... Birch and Lorcan, Taker, Usos, Rude, McIntyre. And then we've got Bray, Cena, Dunn, Mustache Mountain, Goldberg, Walter, Johnny Gagano, Tommaso Chumper, and then Dolph Ziggler. 
And then we've got GPD, Corbin, Undisputed Era, Bar, and our truth That doesn't seem like a bad 50, doesn't it? Have we forgotten anybody? Is there anybody that's kind of like Ryback or Kane, Revive, Rey Mysterio? I don't think there is. I mean, Enzo Amore. Oh, fuck yourself, James. <laughs> if you want me to walk out one more time. <laughs> I don't know. know. I'm Mojo fucking Rawley. Oh. Well, we yeah. are doing the bottom five of the worst wrestlers in WNL. Would they get in the list next week? Uh, so we got... I don't reckon Enzo Amore is good enough to make the bottom five list. <laughs> well, you'd have to be... I suppose, but that is... Easy bit. That was the easy bit. I mean, that was easy. That, was, that wasn't too bad, actually, to get in... To the so let, so we know now what fifty wrestlers are in there, but like you said, the next part is going to be even harder because now we've got to work out what order they're in. Right, so we took a brief hiatus to compile a list of the fifty that we had into a top fifty. We have done that and checked the list, and after all that, we've got one person <laughs> who has been confirmed. Say it's a Miz. But we're not going to tell you the numbers. Of course, next week's episode, we'll bring you, of course, the latest from uh, AEW and SmackDown, all the latest news. And plus, we'll bring you the complete list of the 50. But right now, we've got to compile it and to make sure and what spaces they are in. So, I mean, this is going to be quite tough. I know it is. I know it is going to be difficult. Um, Right. We we talk about um, (laughs) entries into it. Now, our top four that we've got... I think we're agreed that they can stay in that position, can't they? Yeah, yeah, we've got our top for an order. Yeah, so I think with the order that we've got, I think if we rearrange it somehow, I think that'll be fine. So we'll we'll have that that'll be off that'll basically be that's our top four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, so we've got our top four, so now we just need to work out the kind of rest of them. Um and I wanna know in top ten, it's difficult because the Where's Nakamura on your list? Yeah, I'll see. Well, he's, uh, mine's mine's a little bit lower than that, actually. Cause, so if that's the case, would that work two spots down then? Yeah. Yeah? If we do that, so if we've got a wrestler who's <coughs> kind of nearby... Then we kind of even out the difference. Yeah, we even out the difference on that as well, you know? Um, it's like Kevin Owens as well. Kevin Owens is, is, is rattling around the list somewhere. He's lower on yours, isn't he? Or is he higher? He's six. So he goes in the occupied. Yeah, so where does he go from that then? If there's a spot. <coughs> if there's a spot. Well, we'll leave that one open for now. Right, but he's around there somewhere, isn't he? All right. But I would I would honestly rate Owens higher on the list than Nakamura. Would you rate him higher than Nakamura? Yeah, I'd rate Owens and then Nakamura, I suppose. But with Owens there, who would you then rate higher than him? Well, so if they both... Well, if you move, if we move Nakamura, you see what I'm saying. So, what does Nakamura yeah. move up one, and then Owens moves up? But then, does, does Owens deserve that position in the in the list? Who else was saying who's be, who's had a bigger, you know? I think Owens. If you take into account his main roster and NXT run, Owens has had the better run. Yeah, out of the two, but has he had a better run in than Balor? Well, Balor. I don't know, but what about Daniel Bryan? Again, Daniel Bryan. I think he ranks. Quite highly. So where's where, so Brian? Is does Brian rank higher than Owens? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Brian would be then higher than Owens and Nakamura. What about Balor? Well, where's Balor and yours? Okay, he's outside my top ten. Right. So what we can do is we can 
if I keep Brian in his original position, we bump Owens up and Nakamura up one. But then I've got Ricochet in my top ten as well. You've got Ricochet's hit your top ten. Yeah, where's he on yours? Where's he on your list? But that's that's personal, you know, because he's one I've met, he's one I've followed, and you know we, we've kept a close eye on him since meeting him in Sitting Board. That's you know, and we have memories with him, you know, as I'm sure you have with Drew McIntyre. Who do you think's had a bigger impact, New Day or Bray Wyatt? Uh, <laughs> are they in your? Are they in the top ten or in the, or in the ten to twenties? They're in my ten to twenties. Both of them are. Both of them are. Yeah. Because both of them are in my top ten. <coughs> <laughs> so both of them are in my top ten. But I know who rounds out your top ten as well. But they're in my tw- early twenties. So then they would go where um, Ricochet was. And then Ricochet would be bumped up as well. Because Ricochet, if he's that... Because Ricochet was on my list, even. Hang on. So, if but, I... Hang on a minute. If I... Uh, I moved McIntyre down slightly so you could have some negotiation to move him up. Then I'd have some negotiation to have someone up there as well. Yeah. So, I played that one with a wiseness. That's why he's number 50. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Drew, I know you're listening to this. Okay. What about that? Right. This is just my idea. Because of my what my picks as well. That's one to fourteen. Is there anything you disagree with on that? And then I'm just gonna have let down have a look. Because obviously we don't want to give everything away. But once we've sorted out the top ten, then we can still get into arguments over. Uh, You're spelling mistake. I do you know I can't spell chomper and I have never spelled it right in like the five years we've done a podcast. <laughs> um. Is there anything you really disagree with there? <laughs> no, there's nothing. I'd... I think that's good, isn't it? Yeah. That's a good start. That is a good start. <laughs> yeah. And I'd happily have. McIntyre close by. Where for your well, personal? Well, McIntyre for me is is sixteenth, and we've got fifteenth free. So if you put McIntyre in fifteenth, are we giving that one away for free? We'll give McIntyre away for free because he obviously might put. We'll, we'll put McIntyre. Yeah. And who's the who's right? So we've got him. So I'm just going to tick off the ones that are in my list. Do you know who? <clears throat> a quick question. But then, I think Horton deserves to be harder McIntyre for what he's achieved. See, I knew you were going to talk podcast. about Randy Orton now. Go as well. He hasn't achieved much. That's why he's not all that high on mine. He's in my 20 to 30. And he's only that high because of NXT, main roster. <laughs> what, Joe? Yeah. But without Joe Watch, we would never have an NXT update. Think about, we've been watching him since a very... We've been watching the guy since 2015. You know what I mean? We're yeah, watching... but a lot of other people have made somewhat of an impact on the main roster. You know, and that's why they're kind of been bumped up so high. If you let me have McIntyre, Hull and Orton, then I'll, you can have Joe wherever you want. I don't care about I think it should be... <clears throat> I think you should have a Royal Rumble winner and a WWE champion higher than someone who's just dilly-dallied about in NXT. How dare you call dilly-dally? Right, so you want him ahead of him then? Yeah. And then, what about Joe just behind? You sacrificing McIntyre for Joe? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying... Joe next, and then, uh, McIntyre, then Joe. Yeah. So Orton, McIntyre, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, we're getting somewhere. We're getting, we're getting somewhere. Um, do you know, I put Brock Lesnar really low down on my list. On my list, he's 41. Fucking hell. <laughs> See, it's in part because I forgot about him. Is he higher up on yours? Higher on mine. <laughs> Where does he fit into the um, list of people? Um... Would you say Braun Strowman has had a more impact? Someone like John Cena, maybe? <clears throat> I think Lesnar's had more impact than Strowman and Cena. Yeah? 
I mean, for, for a dick he is, he's had some of the best matches recently. Would you class that crew ahead of Stash Mountain? Um, I've my Mustache Mountains in my 30 to 40. Right, so Mustache Mountain, they're in my 20s to 30s. Uh, what about Walter for you? Where where? Walter, he's um 20 to 30. Sorry, uh, Mustache Mountain 30 to 40. Walter. Yeah, Walter's in my 10s to 20s. Uh, so but we we talk about Cena. How much of an impact? Cena's still quite formidable, but Lesnar would probably beat out Cena, wouldn't he? At this moment, he in would. Time. Yeah. So you would think maybe... Have you got New Day in the list? New Day, um, yeah, the 11th. 11th? Yeah. Is that because of Kofi? Yeah, part of Kofi, yeah. But I think the New Day would be really, really... I think the Usos wouldn't mind in the top 20 as well, if we could. Um, But I do think Lesnar needs to be in there next up, if you know what I mean. And then maybe Cena as well. How high is Cena on yours? Uh, Cena is 21. Where's he on you? 31. Oh, okay. I'll tell you what, then. We'll put Cena right in. That's enough on James. You're giving too many away for free. No, no, no. <coughs> Where's Walter on yours? <laughs> Where's Wally? Where's Wally? <coughs> Do you want Ali B in the top 20? I want Ali B. Early 20s would be good for Ali B. Okay, so should we put should we, should we put Ali B in front of Walter at this moment in time? Yeah. Yeah? Right. Yeah, because I think yeah. Ali B's had more of an impact than... I think um, when you look at the Usos, I think they need to... Um... Oh, I... What about Braun and Usos? Um, or Usos or Braun? I think Usos over Braun because Usos have been our tag team yeah. of the year and they've been in great matches and rivalries. Is Braun in your 10 to 20s? <laughs> on my list. You weren't even on my list, James. <laughs> what? You forgot Braun? <clears throat> I've got Ali B, Goldberg. We've done the mid-wire. What about Ambrose? I mean, despite him being a dickhead and deflecting, he's still... Ambrose around. I think, yeah. I think, I think we were saying that. Yeah, I think that's Ambrose's spot then. So hang on. So we've got the 1 to 25. Let me just... Uh, I'm going to double check with Dan quickly. Here we go. Let's at 1 to 25. Have a look at that. And see what you think. So we're halfway through WNR250. <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy because all of the... 25 that we've chosen is in my top 30 and i think i would have to agree with you there as well most all of mine are in that range as well so i think that after uh i think bobby rude needs to be up there yeah and on that case goldberg as well i'll tell you what i do i'll do rude goldberg yeah and of course that uh man there at 28 has already been confirmed uh yes number 28 was quite close. yeah literally uh my top 30 yeah, like uh, Ziggler, where's... Uh, so Ziggler is, if he's there, half on us, half on yours, then he'll go on that list. Mustache Mountain Revival around that area as well, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> where's... What about, like, the bar, Undisputed Era, Neville's... Usos are... Yeah, 19. So I'm just kind of updating my... Andrade. Where's um, Cien is in my 30s to 40s range. Where's he on yours? So, so should we have him... Yeah, so what about in front of Ziggler? Yeah, I think he's done more than Ziggler. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fair enough. Uh, who else have you got? Where's Rusev? Is Rusev about on yours? Lorcan and Birch can go up to 30. So let's promote Lorcan and Birch. Rusev's got to be around that area. So there's just one more person. <coughs> well, I've got... Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll let Jericho go there. Is that where we want? And I've come out the room, I'll be back. <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> 
Whoa! I, you... I step out of the room to take a phone call, and for some reason, <laughs> fucking Murphy's gone up to number three. I have, I have made a couple of changes. I don't know whereabouts we were. I mean, that's... Neither do I. I don't even know whereabouts that's we are. That's... I mean, look, that's the updated list there, look. So... If you don't agree with anything, I think I I think it's perfect, really. I think we talk about the people, people like the GPD. You know, Elias has been around for a little while. Have a inspection. Um, you've scribbled them out so much, I can't tell who I had where as well. You fucking really done a number on this list, didn't you? Well, you know, you leave your list alone for a second. <laughs> I'm just trying to sort that. Um, really that high? Well, else, well, else? I don't think him? he's had more of an impact than 38 and 39 personally. <laughs> You don't? No. What, you want them ahead of my man Murphy? I think they've done better. You're kidding me, aren't you? So I have to demote him down. <laughs> Can move him above? What, you think Corbin Elias has achieved more than Murphy? Well, I, th- I think Corbin might have done. I don't <laughs> think Murphy, I don't think Elias had. He had. He's had like, moments at WrestleMania that weren't on the fucking pre-show. I tell you, all right, I, I'll, I'll do that, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> when are you ever happy? I'm not, honestly, I'm not happy. Wait, I've just got well confused trying to change this. So he's there. He's... So we got, yeah. So we're up to we're up to 42. Yeah, because he, the guy at 41 was my 30. Undisputed Era did quite well with you, and I think the bar then as well. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, right, five live. What? <laughs> What did you say? You think Murphy rates higher than us? Yes, because Buddy Murphy had a very successful title reign, unlike Mustafa Ali, and uh, and someone like Alexander Murphy beat him, and then managed to continue the tradition. Didn't shut down two hundred five live like everybody did that came after him. So I would say yes, but then I would say that those two would be in in them positions right after in the next two spots. They should be in there, boy, Ali or Alexander. And I agree as well. I think that's what it should be. And then up next, I think it should be um, the guy who we talk about the division in itself was one of the most important factors into it, you know? I think there's someone that rates higher than him. Who's that? The guy that's more entertaining? Someone who's actually stuck out and not fucked off for a paycheck. All right. No, I'll do that. But then we'll put him in afterwards then. Yeah. That would be fair enough, wouldn't it? Ole. So, so we've got three picks left to put in. Three. Oh. Yeah. Three. <laughs> Three left, and I think it should be in... I mean, there's a tag team. There's, I think the tag team should be next. And then... Oh, he's going to be number 50 now, isn't he? I'll right, put him as number 50. Where are they on your list, anywhere? <coughs> They're in the exact order. Yeah. So have a look at that quickly. That's 31 to 50. Let's see if that's right. 125, and we were happy with that. And then 30 to 40, we, we weren't really that sure. I think we've we've had quite a strong end to 40 to 50 at this moment in time. Yeah. Yeah? I, I'm happy with that, I think. Um, it's it's probably been the least debated list. I think it has as well. Because I, I know for a fact that the women's one was probably the most difficult one that we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there was a few on there that you wanted big time that I didn't want and vice versa. And a few that we thought the others should rate it high, but... I don't know, that's, that's, I'm quite happy with that. I look at that list and I go, I quite like looking at that. You think there's been the impact that they've had, all these wrestlers have had an impact on us somehow, and they've all got on there, and there's no one on that list I don't think is crying out for, is there, you know? But I still can't get over the fact that I think we've missed someone. I've said this <laughs> when we was writing the list. I've said it when we was writing our own orders. I've said this when we're comp- compiling the list. And I think there is someone that we've missed out. 
Well, I have no idea, but I mean, it looks good. And like I say, it will next week. Now that we've got the mass debate out of the way, we will give you the complete list, the top fifty wrestlers of all time, and not only that, bottom five worst wrestlers in the WNR podcast, and a couple of our favourite moments as well. But it's been a good day, Dan. What have you thought of the uh, the two hundred and fiftieth episode? It's not been our biggest celebration. I remember when we used to have balloons and banners and buntings and we'd have celebrity special guests. <laughs> but, I mean, we're still... Like Hold a... on a minute, I'm late for the show. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. Let's see, we've got Nigel McGuinness. How you doing, Nigel? You all right? I'm great, James. How are you, mate? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very good. Are you excited about the 250th episode today? I've been an avid listener all the way through, as you know. I do love... Everything about the WNR is the greatest podcast ever. Oh, thank you very much, Nigel. Uh, but, you know, we, we might not have all the kind of pomp and circumstance that we have, but we'll still be bringing you the course of Halloween special at the end of the month. And uh, like we said, with the WNR 275, as well as the top 25 women, that should be fun. But, of course, we're not, you know, finished with the 250 just yet, because, like I say, next week it will continue. But that's it for now. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. Across all the Google platforms, send us an email at WNR Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram as well, the WNR Podcast. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast yet. I'm trying to change it, but Facebook's been a bit of a dick at the moment. So as soon as... I, again, don't, oh, fuck, I don't want to start with Facebook. I've already had WWE and iTunes. And what I'm saying is is that we're, we're going to change it. I think it's going to be the WNR podcast right now. And the new YouTube channel is uh, the WNR podcast. So just go and search for that there. But do our old Facebook link and that should be fine. Yes, Facebook. You can come find, uh, yes, you can come find us on Facebook. No, fucking hell. Yes, Facebook. You can come with a WNR podcast. Uh, w- <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done it for 250, you know. Yes, but. Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. And you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. And like I said, the YouTube there, WNR podcast and podcast go up on YouTube same time. There are places like SoundCloud. On your phone. And we're on Spreaker Radio where we are going to still have our live shows. We will be live for TakeOver and for Survivor Series come November. And Stitcher Radio and iTunes where you can rate and review there. But that is it. And like I said, maybe not the biggest celebration, but the biggest thing we can say is just thank you for everybody who's made a WNR podcast a success these past 250 episodes. And like I say, long may it continue. Dan, anything you want to say before we go? No, again, just a huge thank you to everyone that's either commenting on our stuff or giving us messages. You know, for the shout-outs that we get, for the listens and us and how the way we do things. Yeah, and let's not forget, like I say, 250 continues next weekend when we're bringing the top 50 plus so much more. But I have been James Rowlands, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.